What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Storytime Podcast, episode four. Uh, as you can see, we're missing two people today, so it's just me, Chris, and Malik. What's up, y'all? Yeah, it is. It's uh, three of us. The three musketeers today. <laughs> and not the candy bar. See, I know. Hey, look, I, I'll be carrying every week anyway, so you know my back just get a little bit heavier, but I'm used to it. LeBron James on that. Like, it's LeBron like, James. Yeah, right now. You know what I'm saying? I got six rings in, in this already, so. Yeah, LeBron ain't got no six rings. You talking about MJ? Okay, he finna get a six ring this year. Alright, he finna get a six ring next year. Let's see, let's see. How y'all, how y'all doing though? Uh, I'm good. It's been a pretty good Friday. Nothing to complain about. I know last week was homecoming. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that bitch was late. It was, it was. I'm tired though this week. I am. You tired? I'm exhausted. I had an exam. High key forgot about the exam. It's funny that I forgot about it. It just, it was just so low, like on the priority list. That by the time it was its turn to be number one on the priority list, it was, it was, it was, it was a close one. But I think we, I think we landed okay. <laughs> we'll be alright. Say so it started off, man. I, I knew this week was gonna be tough, though. I mean, right <laughs> after homecoming, what is it? Week four or five in school? Right. Yeah, it's about week four. Week four, I believe. Week four, yes, yeah, week four. Beats me. Um, I had four exams this week with the essay. Uh, knocked all that stuff out. I, that, is it just me or is it like something like when we get uh, when we come around exam time is it like the the afterwards the aftermath of exam time it's like you know you're about to have the easiest semesters of the, the weeks right. of the semester coming up like the following right. week after an exam so if I had all of them this week my next week's about to be cake Chill, um, you right. know, I'm, I'm about to knock out yeah. introduce yeah. a new material right seems, <laughs> seems like you got it you'd be like yeah 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 like keep going, keep going. I mean if y'all you know that's the best time to miss right uh, <laughs> Yeah. We're going to miss. We're going to miss one like that. Now, I was just telling you about that. I, mean, I guess it's a little different what I was saying, though. But uh, it's like when you go into an exam and you get it done, and especially when, if you feel like you did good, it's there's like a high um, coming yeah. out of the exam. And I definitely had one of those on Wednesday. And just like Thursday, I was just like chilling all day. Um, I was just... I was like, I don't want to do none of my homework. I just did good yeah. on that exam. I'm just chilling. <laughs> I say I had some highs and lows this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the same day. <laughs> in the same hour, right. So yeah. I did good on one exam, and you just got to keep it moving. That's yeah, one thing. Like, seriously. That's, that's one thing that a test strategy that I learned this week was just keeping it moving. So we'll, we'll, we'll bring that back up later. Uh, I, I think one thing that I want to bring up with uh, – because one of the classes, and we, I promise we just stop talking about school after this. But, uh, so I took an exam uh, Wednesday uh, in pr- fairly one of my hardest physics classes that we have here. And something that I want to bring up is, and this isn't normally my character, so when I kind of found myself in this, you know, uh, situation afterwards, I was like, oh, wow, like this is, you know, this is what it means when someone feels less than, mm-hmm. right? So then... I, uh, I go into the exam thinking that, um, and given we haven't got scores or anything back, this is just solely off of confidence uh, of the exam. So uh, given I'm in here with a bunch of uh, triple, double, you know, we got some high-level character guys and knowledge guys, right? And I just necessarily thought that they were going to do better than me just because of who they are. You know, like I automatically assume that. But post-exam, I remember talking to some of the guys that I thought were like that. Um, 
you know, like that as in very knowledgeable, very, you know, intellectual when it comes to the material. And he just says to me, and he says, uh, how did you think, what did you think about the exam? I said, oh, it was way easier than I thought. But then he, his, his face kind of turned, you know, front, and he goes, huh, well, it was, I thought it was pretty hard. You know, like, you know how somebody want to go get comfortable and say, like, how you talk about how hard this exam was? But I thought it was easier than what I thought, given that, you know, my, and given he could still have a higher score than me, what I'm getting at is I felt less than to him when it was actually harder for him, you know, more difficult for him than he, that he thought, interpreted, than what it was for me. So why did I even go into the exam thinking that, why was my confidence even at a level of, you know, not up to par with everyone else's, you know, standards of the exam. So, I think, I mean, that, that carries with all parts. Of, you look at someone else and say, I'm less than. And I never really found myself in that position. Because, you know, I preach all the time. Like, I'm a human, you're a human, we're all humans. Why do I, you know, compare myself to you? But when it comes to, you know, material, I think kind of school does that to you. Yeah. And I, and I also think that it, I find it really funny that, like, humans kind of naturally, like, are, are self-centered. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, like literally like our individual realities are everything that we perceive. Right. So, of course, we're to some degree self-centered. Um, but especially when it comes to like interacting with, with like other people, um, the self-centeredness can kind of be bad. And specifically like this scenario, like I bet you didn't sit and think um, about the students who you thought would be more prepared for the for the exam. I bet you didn't sit and think, man, I wonder how he feels or like, man, like I wonder how he feels about me in this classroom, right? Like, the, mm. like does he look at me as a student who's overprepared or does he feel, mm. you know, to some degree, like I'm the smartest one in the class. And, and I think that like, you know, like the answer probably would probably be no, like, like you didn't sit and sit and think like maybe how does he feel, right? Versus like, this is how I feel. And like, I feel slightly intimidated and like, I feel slightly like less than, and, like I feel underprepared versus he probably felt the exact same way going into that exam. That's crazy, because I didn't even think about the other side. Is it, you, want, you want to speak on that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm in the same class, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't think it matters who you and it's, are. It's crazy, because you probably, you know, we don't, probably did better than, you know, them, in a sense of people look at them higher than you. So it's almost like, do you think that way of, uh, how do you kind of think of I, that? Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, I think it doesn't matter who you are. When you're going into a, a quantum mechanics exam, um, you know, talking about some of the stuff this we were talking about. Then exposing us over here. It doesn't matter who you are, because oh, yeah. you're going into it kind of dreading it, you know what I'm saying? Like, this right. is going to be tough. Right. This is going to be a tough exam. And then, you know, you get in there, and, like, for me and you at least, because, yeah. like, we were expecting it to be so bad that we get in there, and we're like, oh, you know, this is cake. Right. But, like, them... Maybe they were expecting it, you know, to be a little easier. And they get in there like, oh, man, like, maybe I should have prepared a little harder. And I guess what you can draw from that is, like, I guess your your mood is, a, is greatly affected by your expectations. That's right. You know, but I guess touching on what you were saying about, you know, comparing yourself to others is, like, I have routinely tested well my whole academic career. But I've learned to, like, I don't rank people, I guess, or judge people best on, based on test scores. Because tests, mm. you know, aren't necessarily the best way to, to measure, you know, someone's intelligence or their knowledge. Nor do they define. Right. Right. Because, um, I mean, 
I've had conversations with pretty much everyone in that room and everyone, you know, remembers certain things and, you know, doesn't remember other things. And, you know, everyone has their own perspective and I guess their own perception of the material and of, um, I guess, the concepts. And so it just happens that, like, I, I'm good at, I guess, guessing what's going to be on the exam and, I guess, preparing myself um, to answer anything that might pop up. But then other people, you know, they might really be focused on this one thing and really understand it well, but then, like, some of the other stuff they're a little more fuzzy on. Yeah. Or maybe, like, in your case, you're the type where you get an example problem, and once you learn how to do that, then you can, like, replicate it. And, like, any example problem, like, you, they could change all the numbers and everything. Like, you'll know how to do it every time. That's because I used to trace pictures when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, you put the picture behind <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. The connection. Tra- oh, no, tra- tracing. Oh, yeah, 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 put the picture behind it and say, look, I drew this. Right, you take, <laughs> you take a piece of paper and put it over the other yeah. piece of paper. Yeah, 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 I did that too. That's how I used to learn, but... Yeah, but, yeah. I think I, um... I'm better at, like, adapting to the situation. So, like, they could throw a curveball on the exam and, like, something we've never had on a homework before. It's, like, it's the same concepts, but, like, we haven't seen a problem that looks exactly like that. And yeah. so I feel like I'm good at, like, handling those curveballs and, you know, apply, taking the different pieces and kind of throwing them all together to, uh, to answer the, the, the test questions. I'm just a good test taker, I think. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that I'm better than anyone else in the class. Um... Nor do I think that I'm I'm worse than anyone in the class. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it really it just comes down to effort. Yeah. You know, like how how hard do you study? How hard do you try to understand the stuff? So, and we kind of talked about some of this stuff last week. We did, we did, and 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 I think it's, it's a good lesson about confidence, right? So like I, and I'll take this like with a grain of salt and in moderation if you, if you choose to adopt it. But like if I find myself overly confident about like a thought or an idea or like anything like really mm-hmm. like I always get a little skeptical because mm-hmm. it's like when I'm like yes like this is clearly the right way and the only right way like I'm probably missing a perspective or something is probably wrong right like, like something sketchy there but then like on the uh, like on the flip side like when I'm you know feeling low confidence or I'm like man like I don't know if I got this you know I'll you know like try to flip it on that and you know kind of remind myself you know of like who you are and like who you want to be right yeah. and it's like you just kind of you like you just kind of have to like check yourself like when you're feeling low boost yourself up but when you're feeling overly high like be quick to kind of check yourself and i mean man we almost get into a podcast early but you know i, I do want to bring up this example yeah. going back into uh and, and going taking this back about two or three months back into my internship I think it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done just because I was around people. And this was something that I just didn't understand was that perception or that perspective. Um, and I think it kind of hit me when I was in that environment Wednesday when it's like, okay, now I'm on the other side of the scale. And given I was able to snap out of that because I re- recognized that. But uh, this summer, um, I was interning with uh, a few other people from uh, different schools from across the country and from uh Ohio and then another one from you know U of I different stuff like that right pretty high caliber people intelligent people they come from uh, a wealthier background they come from uh, uh, you know different a different background than I came from right so then uh, we're in this internship and one thing that they said to me uh, I remember having you know we argued a lot (laughs) I will say we argued a lot just from a different point point of views but one thing that was spoken was uh, and the CEO happened to be a, a Wabash alum but um, 
they said that we are interns. Therefore, uh, two things that this is this is two things. So you guys are going to go off on this. We were interns. Their perception was that interns uh, should not talk to the CEO of the company. That's one thing. And then also that interns are on a lower scale than employees, right? So when it comes to uh, an intern and an employee, you must obey this employee, whoever it is. You must. And one thing that I noticed is how they began to act different around someone else because of who they are, because of their title, but not because of their character. So then they will act subordinate to someone just because of their uh, uh, position in the, in the office. So then they would get jealous of my person. They would get jealous of me. Yeah. And I want you guys to talk about that first. And then I'm, I'm going to bring about how they got jealous of me. And then we can continue that. But, but talk about that perspective of thinking, being subordinate to someone else just because of their position. Well, I mean, that's how corporate America is structured. Like, this, there's a hierarchy. That's just how it is. And so, you know, if you're not, if you don't obey your, your boss, you're not listening to your boss and doing what you're supposed to do, then you're going to get fired. It's just how it is. But not necessarily obey is what we're talking about. It's, it's more on the aspect of uh, not, not being disrespectful, but why is it that you can't talk to, you know, your, why, why do you feel like, uh, you, you see what I'm saying? You are so yeah. much higher that an intern can't even address you. Yes. Right? But why does the intern feel that way? Like... And it's, I was just thinking, like, he's human. And this is literally my point here. I'm like, he's human. I'm human. Why can't you go talk to... If you got something to say, if I got something to say, I don't know about y'all. This is where the disconnect came. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to go walk in his office and talk to him. So why can't... Why do you guys feel like you can't do that? Um, well, you feel like I can't do it? I guess I don't understand. Well, no, 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 no. Not as in you, but uh, as in the interns. Why do you guys feel like you can't go... I'm trying to understand. So you're saying that the interns, like... Tell themselves that they're not allowed to talk to the CEO. Is that no, what you're no, no. So yeah, do you see what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. like, yes. Yeah, so like, that is a good. That does raise a good question. Like, who presented this? Like, was this something that like y'all were told? No. So this was some. This was that's that that's funny. This was nothing that we were ever told. But right. this is just something you automatically assumed. Okay. Assumed okay. Coming in right. Right. So right. it's like if he walks through, who am I to go talk to him? You know, right? Because I'm an intern, right? Right. right. So they just thought of themselves so lowly, right? In a right. sense, and um, I'm I'm glad you made that distinction because like that was gonna be my first question is like wow like they actually said that out of their own mouths like yes that is something that can be implied right mm-hmm. uh, but like damn like they actually said that <laughs> like yeah. okay but they did it but they did it um, well I've it's funny because I, I, I've never really been on the whole hierarchy scale, primarily because, like, in, in my head, like, it's all made up. Like, you're, mm. o- like you're only important because these, these group of people consider you this important. But really, like, you're just a human just like I am, right? Like, if, like yeah. if somebody comes in here and, like, they cut you and they cut me, like, like we're both bleeding blood. You know what I mean? So, like, at the end of the day, like, yes, you may, you may be in a position of authority, but that in itself shouldn't make you uh, irreproachable, right? Or like untouchable. Like I mean, like you talk about like you can't even address somebody. Like, I mean, but is it discreet? Because when does it when does it get to the point? Because it almost felt like, like I was the one that was disrespectful because I'll be able to, you know, when is it disrespectful? See what I'm saying? I wouldn't say that it is inherently disrespectful. Yeah. I would say that it probably caught their attention, like. Like, yeah. that's different. Like, nobody right. else had the audacity to do that, right? Like, audacity, right. like, in the context of, like, for good or for bad, right? Like, yeah. nobody else had the audacity 
to walk in my office and actually address me about something that they had an issue with. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it inherently disrespectful. Now then again, this is the same person, right? Like who will argue with like his own family members about certain things. And I wouldn't call it disrespectful. Like, I think that you can have a disagreement and like a debate and like you can genuinely exchange your, your, your perspectives without being disrespectful. Like, I think disrespectful. You gotta be able to, you gotta be able to communicate. Like seriously. People aren't always gonna agree. And I think on, you know, the topic, um, the only person it could possibly, I guess, be disrespectful to is like your direct superior. So if like if you have a manager and you go over the manager's head to talk like to the, the vice president or the general manager, or the CEO or whatever. So like going over your manager's head can be disrespectful to your manager. Um, and also um, I, I, another I would, reason I would even disagree with this. Another reason why you know an intern, um, you know might be told not to talk to a CEO or might assume they're not supposed to talk to the CEO is the CEO is the most important person in the company. Like they run, they're the, the top most officer. They, you know, run the company and, you know, their their time is important. Their time is valuable. So an intern going into their office mm. and taking 20 minutes of their time I want to talk about on that. something that, you know, isn't necessarily something that they need to address. Now, if it's a serious topic, okay. right, that is CEO level, you know, that, you okay. know, this is something the CEO needs to handle then yeah, by all means. But you know, if this is something that could be handled by like a manager, then you're in a way you're wasting the CEO's time, you're wasting company money. Why? And this is exactly what I want to hit on because this is exactly the point that they made, right? They understood that. It's like you're radical. What are you doing? You don't go over the man. We had a boss, we had a manager, but you don't go over his head to go talk to the CEO. Watch this. Why do you think that you're not worth the CEO's time? Well, I guess it depends. Like I said, it depends on what you're bringing to them, what you're talking about. Well, in in the context of uh, what what would not what would be an example that what shouldn't be spoken with them about um, taking time off. Um, if you want, I mean, nothing, a, nothing. A long the, lunch, you have a doctor's appointment. I guess, um, I guess, you know and then that's, yeah. that's that's protocol stuff. Then I, I guess that'll be different. The thing that I'm getting at is it's more along the lines of um, I, if you have an idea, if you want to introduce yourself, if you want to talk about... Okay, I think it's one thing to introduce yourself. I said, by all means, you have the right to introduce yourself. Talk about yourself. what the company's vision is. Um, and yeah, just, like, fellowship. Now, like, fellowship. Like, like, try to get to know, like, CEO. All right, now... Okay, so now you're getting into, like... Now you're wasting his time, you know what I'm saying? If you're just going in there to just have a conversation and get to know the guy, like, he has work to do, you know what I'm saying? But now if it's, like, lunchtime... You know what I'm saying? What, and you catch them like that? in the elevator or something, then you know what I'm saying? It's, it's tough. The I, context yeah. does matter. The, 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 the context does matter. And maybe that's why this makes this so like conflicting for me personally is because like we don't have the context. Context like, always matters. Yeah, especially in like when it's appropriate to, you know, address somebody or not address somebody. I've just never been a fan of really respecting hierarchies, especially when it's right. like you can't do this solely because I am in this position. Well, it's mm. like, well, like, who do you really think you are? Right? Like, like okay, well, right. uh, but uh, as, as far as um, the CEO and addressing company, like, actually, like, fellowshipping with him and getting to know him, um, I don't know. I mean, like, are y'all and y'all's, like, peak busyness season? You know what I mean? Like, like is yeah, this thing yeah, really yeah. busy? Or is it, like... He's just in his office chilling, like, talking about the golf game. Right. And then, like, 
like you see an opportunity for you to like join the conversation, you know what I mean? And jump in there. They're like, absolutely, by all means. Like they are not that special. Like introduce yourself, make yourself known. Like, now, I think it would be safe mm-hmm. like to go in there. Now, let's assume you've already introduced yourself. So like the, you know, you know each other, at least yeah. on a name basis, you know each other's names. So, or, so you go in there. I think the first question to ask is, hey, do you have a second? Right. Like, are you busy? Right. And if they're not busy, then you know, then you go on to say, oh, well, uh, you know, I just wanted to chat with you about right. about this, um, and then so you then you kind of just like you push it until someone tells you to like that you have to go. That's you know right. what I'm saying. Until exactly. either your manager comes around and says, hey, I need you to work on this, right. or the CEO's like, oh, I, you know. Um, can you leave? I have to take this call or something. Well, he's gonna be like, oh, 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 one second, I gotta, you know. <laughs> so, so let me put my perspective okay. on it. All right. I think if you have something to say, regardless of what you have to say, you should. Personally, I would go talk to whoever I need to talk to. Yeah. And they may be wrong when it comes to the way you should do it. So even if that comes to taking time off, and I think that I need to talk to the CEO because of that, then I will. Yeah. Sure. It doesn't matter what it is, even if it's protocol to go to my manager. But the thing is, is like, you're not gonna go to the CEO with a mundane thing. You're like, you're gonna go to the the CEO because it's important. I agree, yes. but then at the same time, the and going back to the uh, frame, the context of it, it's like, because of who I am, if it's not. Like I shouldn't if it's not important if it's not uh, worthy of his time it's like I'm not worth his time it's pretty much nothing that I can present to him is worth his time and, and employees and take it out of the context of interns employees think like that mm-hmm. I'm not worth their time right and then also let's take it out of that context into real life you you walk around and think about you see people and then you don't even introduce yourself because you say I'm not worth it or I'm not worthy of it and it's going back to that confidence thing or right like. It, and, it, and it might not be like that blatant yeah but like but like it, it's an implicit it's an implicit belief of that and I think that you could probably trace it you could probably always trace it back to something like that that's a very good point what do you think still thinking on it um I mean I, I really firmly you know kind of believe in what I've said is like yeah, it just yeah. depends on like what you have to say and it also depends on the size of the company too, because well, like well, where take I was it, take, working, it out, take it outside of the broad. Uh, I want to I want to kind of speak on the sense of, uh, being not being worth someone's time. Do you believe that there's a situation where you're not worth someone's time? Yeah. What, what you believe that? Well, you what believe situation that, would that be? I mean, you believe that because you're a busy person, and you know, if, if say if no, 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 say if Kasi and Jovan hit you up and say, right, hey, okay. you you want to come like hang out, and you're like, sorry, it's not worth my time right now. I feel like that's different. Or are you trying to work on your homework and somebody I, says... I, f- I feel like that's different. How so? Because then it's like, I'm not worth your time. But it, Wait, it's, a di- it's a different type of... I'm not worth your time. All right, let me, let me break it down. I'm not worth your time, therefore I won't even address you to be in your presence. Like, I'm seeking something from you is the way I'm getting at. Okay. When someone's seeking something from me, I can say that's not worth my time. Okay, so you're saying, like, I'm just assuming that I'm not worth somebody's time. Is there a, a, a place that you can answer, like, would you, do you agree with that? Uh, is there a place, yes or no, on uh, if you're, you can see yourself not worth someone else's time or something, or not something, yeah. someone else's time? I mean... So if Elon Musk walked through here right now, 
would you say I can't? I would not speak to him because I'm not worth this time. Dude, if he was in Martindale, of course I'm gonna talk to him. Well, right, but it's like to what extent? To what right, extent? So like, would you just say like, "Hey, Elon," or would you like go down and be like, "How are you? Like, how are things going? Like, how are things going?" Well, yeah, I mean, if hypothetically, if Elon Musk, I guess, was walked in the door, is that the situation? I would say, you well, know, like, he better well, drop some money if you want to. Right. Do that. I'm, right. I'm, I mean, if, uh, first, I'm probably gonna say some. Um, you know, some words that we shouldn't say on the podcast. And I was say, like, yo, Elon Musk, like, why are you here, first of all? Like, what are you doing? Am I dreaming? Is this, like, am I in some type of, uh, it's like a simulation or, some, or something? But, I mean, I guess it depends on how much time he has, because I'm going to take every second I can of his time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I really don't even want to talk to him that bad. I'm just, like, I would just know that God sent him to bring me my Tesla. To bring you, that's, like, that's <laughs> your sole reason you're here right now. It's like to deliver my Model S. Like, um, you can leave the key outside. Honestly, I might try and get a job. I was say like, like uh, Elon, I think you should hire me. Yeah. Um, I could, I could learn anything you want me to learn. I'll be a great asset to your company. Yeah. Um, I'm a bright individual. I don't know. I think I, I think <laughs> I'd argue that like you probably freeze and you say hi and then you like walk away in shock. Well, and then, and like, I mean, three days later, you'd be like, damn, I should have did this, I should have did that, I should have said that. Yeah. Isn't but, that how it always is? Right, but, like, in reality, like, you would have just... I mean, like, I guess, you know, again, it depends on the context. Because if he walks in this room right now, I mean, is he walking in by himself? Is he walking in with a whole bunch of security? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, how easily okay. can I access him? Okay, so okay, like, okay. I'm trying to get... I'm tr- all right, let's... Right. I'm, I'm we we to can get talk some, about this for an hour. I'm going to keep making you get more specifics. But I'm trying to get somewhere with this. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. get somewhere with this. Is there a situation... When you do not think you're worth someone else's time. Sure. When? Okay, where you keep using the Elon Musk example. Like, right now, I'm not worth Elon Musk's time because he's probably Why? in the middle of a meeting or doing some, you know, SpaceX. But how do you know that? Because he works, like, 80 hours a week. But what if, what if even a short conversation with you, you could say something Ooh. to him, right, even, un- even unintentionally, that, like, really changed his life? I mean, theoretically, I could. Watch, but that means I'd have to. First of all, I'd have to figure out where he is. How do I get to this? No, 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 no. But, 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 like, just in general, like, you, you instantaneously assume that, like, you would not basically have anything productive to contribute to Elon Musk or his life, right? Like, what can I, basically, how can he benefit from interacting with me, right? I mean, we could probably have a good conversation, right? But what I'm saying is that. In your head, right, you may see that conversation as, like, minuscule. Like, it was just small talk, right? And, like, you may even value it on a different scale of, like, I just met a person that, like, I admire and, you know, who has, you know, who has, you know, succeeded in certain ways, right? But, like, what if you said something to him? Like, like what if Elon Musk was considering to end his life and you said something to him about you and your life and that stopped him from ending his life? I mean, it'd be great. I think what happens is a lot of times we interact with people or look at people and try and place our assumptions on those people about us. And and I think that's where it determines, like, wholeheartedly. I I definitely get what you're saying. Well, like, wholeheartedly, because this is what you said. You said he's probably working 80 hours a week. He's probably doing this. This takes me back to the internship again. There was one incident where I was, and granted, this, I don't want this whole podcast to be about that, but um, there was one incident where we talked about the CEO again, my interns, and I say, uh, 
because I had a genuine conversation with the CEO of our company, and we spoke. We spoke, uh, and it was practically longer than any other intern has ever had a conversation yeah. with him. Granted, he was a Wabash alum. Shout out to you know Wabash College, but um, we got into a dispute. How many hours do you think he works a week? He pro- he puts it. I asked him that. I said, "How many hours do you think he works a week?" Since you guys have no time, since he's not worth, since you're not worth his time, how many hours do you think he works a week where you couldn't fit in? He probably works 50, 60 hours a week. He's always on meetings. He's always doing this. He's always doing. He told me he doesn't even work twenty five hours a week. That's what to say, right? So why do you, why do you think that? So why do you, why do you automatically say you're not worth his time when you've never tried? And I think that's something else that I want to hit on. And this is, this is we're breaking it down here, because why do we make assumptions? Instead of figuring it out, right? And actually getting the answer. Because a lot of times we, we make assumptions before we even ask the question. I mean, think about it. Like, it's really risky. If you walk up to Elon Musk and he doesn't want to talk to you, that can go really bad. I'm sorry. I don't have time. Right? <sighs> yeah. I mean, but if, if, if that's the worst in, thing that yeah. happens, I don't, I don't think that's the worst case scenario. But, like, if that's the worst thing that happens, then why not? I mean, the worst thing he can do is just tell you, sorry, I don't have time. But if you really applied that same principle to really any other scenario. Now, look. It's different. I think you just—I think you justify Chris's point. Like, so what's the worst? What's the worst that you can, can happen? You could get fired. But like, is that a reasonable grounds to fire you? Right? Like you, like you attempted to go speak to you. My point. That's exactly. You see what I'm saying? saying? That's You're exactly breaking, my point. Like, We're breaking it down. Going over your manager's head. You know what I'm saying? But are you? Because like Chris just wanted to talk. Like Chris didn't want to talk about what the manager was doing wrong. Chris didn't want to talk about like how this company sucks and how okay, so it needs to be improved. Like he just wanted to talk. If, if they don't want, if they don't have reasonable grounds to fire you, they can still, I guess, ostracize you. You know what I'm saying? But but why are you making? You're assuming, right? You're assuming like you said, that. I'm, no, this is not an assumption. They can. This is something that can happen. It's a possibility. But why are, that, why are you allowing? Why are you consequences that? before you do something? Well, then if you have to consider yep. the negative. Why can't you consider the positive? Oh, you absolutely can. But that's not where the but that's, but that's not where your initial focus you was, them. right? You mm. see how like you initially went to like, no, because they can fire you, right? And not like, but maybe yes, because like they could give you like a like double promotion, yeah. like because they're so impressed from that one conversation. Yeah, this but again, good. right now I have nothing to say to Elon Musk. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have any but idea if you did, for the company. This is in the instant that you did have something now, to say. If I did. Then I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go talk to him. Regardless of the repercussions. Regardless no, of I mean, that the, he could fire you. I mean, on what grounds though, like you said. I mean, but you just said, right, that like he can. Let's let's break it down. Let's yeah. let's, let's yeah. take it out. Let's take it out for the people. I guess I was a little uh quick to the gun with the whole firing thing, because like you're right, you do need yeah. reasonable grounds, but but then some states. Some states you do not need reasonable ground. You can find uh, Indiana. Because uh, you feel like Indiana. It. And this is true. Wait, really? Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you can. That's right. Uh, yeah, let's not get into politics. But uh, <laughs> we just, speaking of, we just had a rhetoric. Uh, yeah. Science and deliberation. Or yeah. democ- What's the name of my class? It is science and public policy. Science and public policy. Man, it was a lot of reasons. And in rhetoric. It's in rhetoric. It's all submersed in rhetoric. If we can put one, uh, I'm not sure if Dr. Jury watched this, but if she does, if we can put one thing out there, what would we say for the people, for pu- public policy making? Check your facts. Check your facts and check the facts and check that fact. And, and also, what I would say is, citizens in the public sphere of making political arguments and making political policies, 
I would say be sure to understand the science and also bring in your personal experiences and be willing to deliberate between the two. Do not allow uh, one side to really take over in democracy. Um, that's what I would say to the people. But back to our conversation. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that a lot of times it really boils down to we feel like we're not worth someone else's time. Therefore, or time or attention, honestly. Yeah. Because therefore we make assumptions on the reason why that we're not worth their time or attention. You guys see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're like assuming that they have something better to be doing with their time. But you really don't know. Right. They you like really don't know. Them. Now, if you did the research and you actually know their calendar, that's different. Yeah. But you really don't know. So a lot of times, even here, it's so easy to schedule a meeting with President Feller, but a lot of times students don't even talk to President Feller right. because they assume that he's some, which he is, you know, granted not, you know, he's, he has, he's a very busy man and he does a lot of stuff here on campus, but at the same time, he has time to speak to a student. You know, he makes time to speak to a student, but you wouldn't know that because you assume that he's so busy, he doesn't even talk to students on campus. That's your assumption. So people literally walk, you know, you'll see somebody on TV, or, oh, I might get a little off here, but a lot of times this is why people pay so much to go see someone, because they assume that it's so hard to see them, or it's so, like, they're so busy uh, all right, that, that's going into something else. That's, that's right, going I was about to say, that's else. a little different. But, yeah. but let's take it back here. Do you kind of see what I'm saying there, Z? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, like, in a nutshell, like, yeah. like, trying to bring it all together, like, why do we assume that, like, we aren't, that, like, that person won't make time for us? Yeah. Like, I mean, why is it inherent? And why is it based on, like, position or like no like nobility in a way right well i mean i guess there's lots of factors we could consider we could think about you know how are children treated by adults right you know what i'm yeah. saying and yeah. so then once you become an adult you know you see someone who may is like you know 20 years older than you right. and you know they're in a higher position of power than you so then there comes like that similar dynamic so you you don't want to be treated like a child and you, you, I guess you fear that you know they might treat you like a child just because you're an intern or a low-level employee. Um, but I think one thing that I mentioned, uh, and I'm not sure if this was in the podcast or in one of the videos, but it's like you are people treat you, people view you the way that you carry yourself. In a way, do you yeah. guys believe in that? Yeah, I do. for sure. I do. I've um, I know of some people firsthand who walked around and. Gym pants, and then I walked around in a suit. And they were treated differently. Wow. Yeah, and part, yeah, it's how you carry yourself, but it's also how you look too. In a way, because right. the first. The so first, you're saying if I'm out here looking like David Ruffin, I can't. I can't. You know, the the first, I guess, judgment someone's gonna make about you is solely based on your looks. You you start walking up to someone, they're gonna look at you and they're gonna make a judgment whether they mean to or not. Like they're gonna say, "Who do I think this guy is?" And you know what does he want? And his his what are his intentions? And then after that, once you get to talking, then their next judgment of you comes off of like your interaction, your conversation. You know, how do you, you know, how do you speak? You make eye contact. You speak loud. You speak quiet. Um, how 
accurate are the things that you're saying. I'll say that goes along with the confidence. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and part of that comes from yeah. from confidence. Um, and part of it also comes from just being knowledgeable in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and so, I mean, those are the first two judgments someone's gonna gonna make about you, and the second one is heavily you know relies on confidence. So you need that that confidence in yourself, you know, if you want a chance to make a good impression. And speaking of judgments, I guess, because, like, the first thing I think of um, is, so let me ask a question, actually, before I go into this, and let's say, like, you were walking, or, like, you were just leaving Walmart or Target, mm-hmm. which, whichever you prefer. One does have slightly better carts, I believe, than that, and some do, <laughs> some do have sushi on some days, so we'll give them that. But, um... I don't know, where are you going if you were no, it was Target. Oh. Both of those are Target, <laughs> but, um, but I do love Walmart though. I am from Arkansas. But um, if you were walking, right? Let's say like there was a old lady unbagging groceries in her car, and like uh, the lady from Sparks who's fixed my food this week. See, I know exactly what you're talking about. A couple weeks ago, man, I was standing outside the door, and the woman I got up there it was one woman. She was about ninety some years old too, and she was yeah. she. Was, I think she was swiping cards today at lunch. She, she was, was swiping cards. Yeah, we go get her name. Okay, oh, we, I know we got to bring her flowers. We got we got to bring her flowers. Right. Oh, I don't want to name drop her on the podcast. Because <laughs> right. he's plotting to get her out of here. No, no, no. But, but like, if you like, if you were in a situation that like you had to walk up on an older lady and ask her something, right? Whether it was like, oh, like you dropped your jacket, or like, oh, like you dropped this, and like here it is, like, like what, like what would your thought processes be? My thought process is, you know, oh, this old lady needs some help. I'm gonna be a good Samaritan, a kind person, and help this lady out because it's not it's it's a minor inconvenience at best to me. Would you yeah. would you have any reservations about doing so? Um you know, I don't think so. I yeah. I guess maybe if she looks really mean. Yeah. But right? Or Maybe if I just heard her yelling at someone. Right, like kind of thing. Like if you had a reason to believe that like she wouldn't, right? Right. She wouldn't receive it well. Well, the, the, the reason that I ask is because like when you mention like judgment, like as a minority, like one of the first things I think of is like... This is bringing me back. Oh, yeah. There you go. Like it's like, how do I present myself in a way that is as... So for example, if I were in that predicament, which I have been, um, the first thing I thought of is how do I approach this lady and like in like a way that she doesn't feel like I'm trying to rob her. Right? Yeah. And like I've actually I've actually been in scenarios where like a lady dropped something and I was like, excuse me, miss, and like she like gripped her purse. Like seriously, right? Yeah. yeah. And like and like now like I would say that like I'm at the point in my life where I can kind of like like use certain body movements, right? Like kind of stand back but then lean forward, right? Like when I'm talking and like just like really like like really, really subtle lean things. Back. They kind lean of back. that would kind of, right like like actually right like actually like kind of lean back because if you get too close like they may actually feel a little bit threatened and, right. and that's not necessarily to call them racist but it is necessarily to to acknowledge some maybe input implicit Bias. biases yeah. that they might have right yeah um, so you gotta just, you gotta do things like instead of tapping her on her shoulder you gotta right. stand a couple feet back God and say no. excuse right. me miss right like like, like actually you gotta smile you gotta keep your arm your right. hands where, where she can see it. <laughs> Right, like, like, like I wouldn't walk up like, like my hands don't have my back, like, but like right. seriously, um, and if you want to, if you want to read more of or if that concept interests you, it's actually called double consciousness, yeah. and it was coined by W. E. B. Du Bois. Yeah, yeah. and and I'll say just uh, taking it back again, 
because I, I know I want to hit on the jealous factor of this entire situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, see, I'm still... Bring it back around. Still, yeah, right, right, right? Bring it back around. Almost like the internship. We'll call this one the internship, because this was, you know... Yeah. So... Uh, oh, no, no. The intern versus the CEO or something like that. <laughs> oh, we're not... We're actually... Well, verse, verse probably isn't the right word, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, the CEO and the... Oh, just say the CEO and the intern. Mm. Something like that. Yeah, All right, go ahead. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But, uh, so, so yeah, and uh, like I said, I gave you guys their background. They're all, you know, they come from, you know, pretty privileged backgrounds from, yep. you know, a well background, actually. And like what you just mentioned, I'm a black man in America. I'm working in corporate. Uh, there's, I am one of two black men in the, in the entire corporation out of 60 people. And I am the only black man in the office. Only black man in the office the entire summer. And you have the nerve, cause and what like I like we're getting to, they were jealous of the fact that I did not feel that way of the hierarchy. It's almost like you come in here thinking you run something when we've been doing this in corporate America for the last fifty. This is almost this type of feeling that I had yeah. going through this. You come in here. But who thinking, felt like that? The other interns or the employees? Well, the other interns, right. and not even mentioning other employees because I had a couple of disputes there. But I don't even want. We would talk about that another time. Right. But just keeping it with the interns, you feel like my like, and speaking from the perspective of the interns, my parents, my grandparents, my sister, my brother, my cousin, are in corporate America. This is how it's supposed to operate. Given, I don't even know if my mom's considered to be in corporate. I don't think I know too many people. I. I know for a fact I don't know too many people in corporate America, corporate, corporate. I don't know pretty much any in corporate, corporate America that's black. So when it comes to that, I already didn't have a certain perception of how it was supposed to be. So it's I'm thinking of it as a regular human being. You're a human, I'm a human. If I have something to say, I'll go to you. I'll go to you to say it regardless of your title. If I feel like I want to help with the direction of this company, if I feel like I can contribute something, regardless if I'm an intern if I'm a janitor, I'm gonna walk up to the the CEO and speak on that. Right. Regardless. And who knows? You might and get a promotion or something. Exactly my point. So so now you're jealous of me because I feel that way or I think that way. You're jealous yeah. of me because I'm not afraid to go speak to the CEO, which led to that five six hour conversation well, and that know, they didn't have. It might be that, but they also might be jealous that you have good ideas and they don't. Or maybe they're not I, confident enough to back their good ideas. I wouldn't really necessarily because they don't know my ideas, right? So the ideas right, are okay. out of context. Okay, but right? I mean, they're so, thinking if you go to talk to the CEO, like if you have the audacity oh, to talk to the CEO, you must have, have good ideas, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like I wouldn't have anything necessarily to say rather than they didn't have to say. It was, it was morally of a, a, a solely of a... Hierarchy. I think it was more about the principle of okay. just speaking to them. Regardless okay. if you have anything to say, at that point it was just the principle of... Let's speak to someone that's in power. We're an intern. We were only here for six weeks. Yeah. Let's let's speak to them. Some type of shape, way, or form. That's like being here at the. And I, you know, I could probably be called. I'm gonna be careful. I need an insurance bucket on this one. That's like being at the college for four years and not saying one word to the president of our college. Because you feel as if, right? Like he is so noble that he doesn't have time for you. That's yeah. like being here at the college for four years and not speaking right. one word now, to I'm the gonna, college because you feel. I'm like, gonna. I'm gonna. I guess give you a little opposition here. Please, yeah. Because I've, yeah, I've never spoken to President Feller, nor do I plan to anytime soon. Yeah. Because I have no reason to. Right. 
Like, I have no desire nor a reason to want to go talk to Feller right now. I have nothing that needs to be addressed, nothing important, um, nor, okay, insurance bucket, uh, nor do I really, like, have an interest in having a conversation with a man. Actually, just, just don't want to. And, like, don't, you don't really care that much about him. I feel like that's from but not in, like, both, not, in a, yeah. not in a mean or a rude way. It's just, like, I just don't care that much about him. Right. Like, may, I hope he's well and his yeah. family and he's healthy and stuff. But beyond that, it's like you know. yeah, yeah. Right, and like and like and like maybe that metaphor didn't translate all the way to that to that scenario of like right, the right. president feller. But like imagine like in a way that like it was set up to where like you did have something to talk about, yeah. right? But like the where like you're but I was scared. But like or, or, or like that and you, like your professors and like your classmates were like, that's not your place. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you so like you're saying like yes, like I'm gonna go talk to the president feller about this and that and that and then like your classmates are saying like, Whoa, like maybe not. Like I don't know about that. Like President Feller, like that's the president. I mean, I, I, and excuse me for the y- y'all have to excuse my facial expressions. I was I've I I've I've been in very similar situations, right? Like mm-hmm. like like I pledged in a in a fraternity, right? Like just to see what it was like. And, like, I get in there, and there's all these, like, still in my head, like, very fake hierarchies. Like, they're, like, they're, like they only exist because, Ooh, like, yeah. these people in this group collectively agree that they exist. And you can argue that, like, that's the basis for, like, our entire government. And I'll, I'll, I don't know. We can, we can talk about that later. But um, it was, like, it was just expected for you to, like, kind of, like, put your head down and just, like, just, just like assimilate, right? Like, 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 always, actually, yeah. like, just assimilate. Like, don't, don't, like, don't have any different ideas. Like, don't come in here trying to change nothing. Like, get a, like, get, like, get over there and pick up the dishes and keep in going. In that scenario, it's <laughs> almost like your pledge brother. Yeah. And this is exactly right, right. how it is. Your yeah. pledge brother gets jealous of you. And this happened, right? They the told same me exact, the same. They exact, told yeah. me that they felt like I was too good to go through pledgeship. And I said, no, what I'm saying is that mm. we're all too good to go through what the what they're trying to get us to do in this pledgeship. And they said, well, what if I like being treated this way? <laughs> and then at that point, I said, you know what? Pick up the trash. I do it. have higher moral standards than you. And I, in that regard, I am better than you. So I left, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, people will, like, genuinely, like, try to convince you. Like, I've just never been a fan of, like, systems that like anytime like the justification is that's just tradition or like that's just the way it is like even as like a little kid i was like what do you mean like that's just the way it is like we're the ones who make it the way it is like anything from a very small club or very small organization to like our country like our country does not have to be systematically like inequitable like it does not have to be that way we make up this country like we have the power to change it and it's like it's only when you convince yourself that you don't have the power to change it or you're or you cannot go address the president when you have valid concerns that you actually give up that power. Man. That's just how I feel about it. I think that's direct correlation. Oh. And I, I, I really do. So almost going back to that the example that Z brought up, and that was a really good one with the a pledge shift, yeah. but the example that Z brought up of, you know, being in your student, you don't have anything desirable to say, right? Right. That's almost like you like that would be like you being jealous of someone else who's speaking to President Feller. Right. So I see so, but you're talking to President Feller. I'm like, who is this? Who does this guy think he is? Right. Exactly. Right. But you're not jealous. So then you can't you can't really put yourself in that boat. But if you got jealous of somebody, 
then it's like it's almost like you perceive yourself as you can't. Like, why are you jealous of them when you can do the same you thing? You can do the same thing. So right. that's that's almost the 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 correlation there. It's like exactly. being here at Wabash for four years and not speaking to President Feller because uh, you think you can't right. speak to President Feller, yeah. right? And you get jealous of other people who do because they think that they're better than you. Yeah. yeah. But in actuality, say it again for right. the people. To... In actuality, like <laughs> we're addressing things that like. Yeah. You should also be addressing, yeah. right? Like, it's not that I think that I'm better than you. It's like, yeah. you should probably come with me. And, like, we should go talk about these things, like, with the president collectively and, like, together, Literally. Literally. right? Rather than, like, you just saying, like, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. I, I, I wonder at bigger schools, and, yeah. and we'll, we'll leave it from schools aspect after this, but, I like, imagine, like, uh, even my interns, they all go to the bigger schools, but, uh, or most of them, but... Like a Purdue, how many students actually take up on, the, yeah. you know, the role to go speak to uh, the president of even their department? Or, right. Um, and then again, it's like, with with a school so large, I, I mean, I, I can only imagine that the students may feel, I mean, you know, at Wabash, we only have about 900 students, right? Yeah. A little less. But, so, you know, there's a kind of a, a greater sense of connectedness, Um than maybe a school with 40,000 students. So yeah. I often wonder or can, could only try to imagine like if they really felt like they would actually care, right? Mm. Here's a school with 40,000 students, like you literally have problems that are regarding, six, uh, excuse me, like six and 7,000 students, right? Versus yeah. like the, your one problem that's unique to you, right? So like then it's like, well, I'm not going to go because, like, my problem will be so minute in their eyes. And maybe this even, like, speaks to, like, some of the thinking behind why somebody would feel like they can't go talk to a President Feller even at our less than a 1,000 students campus. It's like, they, like, my issue or my reasoning for speaking with them is so minute compared to what I think that they already have to do, yeah. right? It would just be a waste of time. Hey, we could really scale it up. We could talk about what about the President of the United States. Right. Oof. Right. Why First don't all, people mail him letters? Well, they do, but he doesn't read them. Right. He has someone who does. Who go? Actually, I don't even know if they read them all. But um, I was watching this TV show. I don't know how true this is, but there's like a, a letter day at the White House where they'll like pick a random letter that someone like sent the president, and then they'll read it and you know try and help that person. Which I don't know. How I would I would argue that someone reads every last one of them. Probably. The probably interns. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think the interns. It, it uh, definitely be a, a, definitely a position, definitely a role. Right? Yeah, I think it's. De- we hope so. Letter reader. We, we really hope so, letter reader right? for the president. <laughs> and then it like compiles the information. Like this many people wrote in about what you should do about this climate issue. This many people wrote in about you know the France submarine and the Australians. I mean, <laughs> but. And I, I just want to get back to the piece. I think we're really going to help someone out there. So let's let's kind of let's, let's tailor it towards everyday situation. So if, if I'm that person, if I'm that intern, if I'm in that shoe of even if I'm in my workplace, if I'm in my uh, home even, yeah. you know, and, and just really being that person, like how do we, you know, adjust our way of thinking to understand that uh, if you have something to say, don't feel... Uh, don't feel belittled and don't feel, you know, don't feel a lack of confidence just because of your position given to what someone else. Right. So how do we get out of that? Because yeah. um, I think that's something that we should. Well, I think confidence is huge. Which we are, we've already talked about it and touched on it. And it's just like you got to have the confidence to go walk 
walk up to them, walk into their office, and, and say their say your piece. Yeah. I think it's like like for me, like the like focus, like where my like head keeps going back is to like the confidence to be different. Mm. Like I was never the kid to like fully fit in. Like I would, like like I would have like my groups so that like I could connect with, but like I never like, really fit in anywhere, and like I always felt it. And so I guess maybe through my story, I kind of accumulated some confidence, knowing. That, and kind of really accepting that, like, I'm different and I probably won't ever fully fit in, fit in anywhere, partially because, like, I'm not afraid to speak my mind. Um, if I don't like something, I'm going to tell you that I don't like it, right? If I don't, if I don't agree with something, I'm going to tell you that I don't agree with it. Um, and if, you're, if your reason is, like, that's just the way it is, like, now we, like, now, like, we really, like, bumping heads. Uh, <laughs> like, but, I mean, like, don't be afraid to be different. Like, don't be afraid to genu- like, genuinely, like, be yourself, like, if you feel like you have to assimilate or you feel like you have to do something in order to kind of fit in and be accepted, like, like there is a balance. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you feel like speaking up will cause you to be ostracized and that's not something that you're willing to do, that's a, that's a very fair and personal decision. But, I mean, my thing is, and, and, and maybe this has been due to, like, I, I lost a classmate this summer. And I kind of, like, opened my eyes. Like, and he, this guy was, like, literally just walking down the street. Like, you never know when your last day is. If I died tomorrow, like, and I had a second to, like, relive my life, like, I, to actually see my life flash before my eyes, what would I have said I should have, could have, and would have done, right? Versus, like, what I actually did. Right. So, like, for me, like, that's what kind of guides me is, like, after having this, like, realization of, like, Life is very fragile, and like you are not promised tomorrow or even the next hour. So to walk through life saying, "I'm eventually going to get to that that place where I, I speak up," or "I'm eventually going to do this," or "I'm eventually going to do that," like I would challenge you to truly think again. And it's going off of that. I want to speak on the aspect of assumptions. Huh. Let's for those of you out there that, and I think this is huge and we'll talk about, rela- I promise we're going to talk about relationships because we have not talked about it yet, but I no. promise we will. Oh, we will get there. I promise one, we will. Yeah. But when we it comes, got, we got to get back to education too. We got to get back to education <laughs> yeah. too, but I, I, I promise. There's a lot more uh, episodes to come. A lot more. But when it comes to making assumptions, we do this a lot in relationships. We assume, not not only against down the sidewalk, right? We, we assume that they have, they're not, they don't have time for us. Or that uh, the girl is too pretty. But we, we assume for that girl that guy is too pretty for us or too good for us. So, therefore, we don't even address them. Right. And also in our relationship, we assume that someone's doing something without even asking. You're not getting the actual answer, right? So, I think a lot of times we just take that assumption and run with it because that's how we perceive the way that they mind us. Yeah. You know, and... and I firmly believe in why not just ask or why not just do it and then react instead of assume, stop right? Assuming. Stop, stop assuming. Granny, stop reacting. Granny or grandma from people from the South always said, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely heard that before. And I think that's a good spot to end it for today. All right. Unless well, you have anything else to say? No, th- th- that's about it. So, right. uh... What's coming up here next? Uh, Z, you dropping your album coming out soon? Man, uh, it's been a it's been a it's been a minute since man I, since the single dropped. It's been what about a month? Because no, that no, was like no, our no. first time <laughs> doing a podcast. Uh, let's see, it might have been a month. Uh, yeah, because that was our first time doing a podcast, and you dropped a single. So, album coming out. Keep 
keep pushing that day. What day is the album coming out, Z? Uh, it's coming out in 2030. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's close. It's close. It's okay. Close. Yeah, I'm working on it. You know, it's, and it, it's tough because I'm doing it all myself. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you know, it's not as, as fast of a process. Mix, master, right. record, uh, all, everything yourself. Right. It's, right? it's a one-man show. So, you know, and I'm a, I'm a busy guy with, with all my other responsibilities. So, you know, it's coming along as fast as it can. Right. Well, well, I'm gonna stop shouting it out at the end of the podcast though until it's actually you know ready. So. Well, no, you gotta keep pushing. Let them know the right. dates every single one, every yeah, single yeah, one. Okay. All right, be bold, be great, be bold, be great. And next week, uh, you, by this time you'll see this. Uh, go check out our Butler University footage, and also um, I'm thinking we'll be at drum roll, please. Indiana University. I'm assuming that Indiana University Bloom is where we'd be recording at next. So, uh, IU Bloom. What's their mascot? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that the boy... They're red. I don't know what they are. But we'll see you next week. See you next week. Until next time.